Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Welcome to Chaos and Disorder. We are Flieger and Briggs minus Flieger, thankfully. And so it's Briggs and Finkelstein once tonight. And i tell you what, before we even do the laundry and everything, Finkelstein hasn't been out of the house probably for three weeks at least. And he's like a little elf running around, just as happy as can be because he's free or something. Care to elaborate? I don't know if free is the right word, but uh, out and about and on the town. (laughs) On the town. If they only knew where we record what town we are in. But anyway, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. That was Andy Frampton bringing us in. You can find him on Facebook and, what is that, TikTok or something? TikTok, yep. Yeah, at Bronco Swanson. You can find us at Asylum, no, not Asylum, at Chaos in Disorder on the Twitter, AsylumFantasySports.com on the web for all the archive shows, and you can email us at Asylum. Well, I always say asylum at chaos and disorder pod at gmail.com. So, oh, and rival lovers for the great music bringing us in. So, anyway, Mr. Alejandro Finkelstein, welcome back. Why, thank you. It's uh, great to be back. Did uh, you enjoy your um, dancing performances uh, in the county jail? It wasn't too, too shabby. I mean, uh, you do what you can. Get out and about. I miss dancing and a uh, little. I'm little, watching a film of Alejandro in the jail here. Little soft shoe for you. I love it. Boy, you're much more nimble than I thought you were. Well, it's all those calisthenics. Indubitably. Okay, let's start talking. You know, I hate to just jump right into the NFL, but, um, you know, that seems to be the the big thing. But even more than the NFL, because it's affecting NHL, uh, NBA, and so forth, is this COVID. It is starting to rear its ugly head yet again. 37 NFL players. Um, I believe the Calgary Flames have shut down facilities. And it is just getting ugly all over again. Yeah, I did hear that there was a couple few professional athletes that are out due to the Rona. Yes, <laughs> the Rona. Was it the Chargers? Are, are they leading the league right now? Or were they overtaken? That I am not certain of, but I'll tell you what. I do have uh, – this was – Printed up today, put online at 12-12. I know the Rams have five positive players uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, That was ahead of the Arizona game on Monday. And uh, in Detroit, the Lions have met remotely after reporting eight players with the virus. Um, And the Washington football team reported what may be the league's first case of the Omicron variant. In all, 37 players have tested positive Monday, the highest single-day total since the start of the pandemic, even with a vaccination rate among the players that is over 94%. 
the cases continue to climb. And uh, that's con- that's concerning because we're really getting into crunch time. You know, from a fan's perspective, you know, you, obviously you don't want anybody getting seriously ill, et cetera. But just from a fan perspective, I mean, it's it's getting to crunch time. There, There's no playoff position clinched as yet through week 14, which is, has set a record. I was going to say, wasn't it the uh, Cardinals, if they would have won Monday, would have been the first team to clinch this season? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's one thing when your team loses a player due to an injury, but you're seeing it this season where players are missing two weeks now um, with corona um, as opposed to one earlier in the season. So. It's getting kind of crazy. Yeah, and this is 2021. Like like I mentioned before, a vaccination rate of players that is over 94%. Um, 360 players and team staff members tested positive from August to mid-November, which is a 33% increase compared with 270 back in 2020 over the same time period. And, yeah, that's getting a little weird. Yeah, with uh, all the guys going out here, I was just pulling up the injuries, the major injuries versus the uh, COVID list right now. They're kind of going one for one almost at this point in the season, which is just crazy compared – like last year, I don't remember this many players even remotely getting put out for a week or two. No, it was – it's very weird, and – you know, like I said, it has spread to the NHL. The Calgary Flames won't be playing hockey through at least December 16th. Uh, the NHL announced that the Flames games will be postponed through at least Thursday due to players and staff members entering the, the COVID protocol. In total, six Flames players and one staff member entered the protocol within a 24-hour period. And the league announcement stated that the games are postponed because of, quote, concern with continued spread and the likelihood of additional positive cases in the coming days, end quote. And uh, they also added that the decision was made following consultation by the NHLs and NHLPAs and clubs medical groups. So I guess all the eggheads are getting their heads together and thought that might be a good idea. Did they say what they're going to be doing with the games yet? Or, I mean, other than just postponing, are they, did they build into the end of the season or anything like that for games? Couldn't tell you. Um, almost have to assume that they will play them with the, you know, with the parity that you have in the NHL. Um, I have to think that these games are going to matter as far as seeding in the playoffs. Look, the Flames are uh, originally scheduled to face Chicago on Monday, and then they were going to be heading to Nashville to face the Predators on Tuesday and then play in uh, the Maple Leafs on Thursday. So, you know, we're, we're not just talking, you know, rummy teams here. I mean, so it, it's, it's going to affect playoffs and – it just says it's postponed as of Monday. It remains to be seen what the plan is for their scheduled home game against the Blue Jackets on Saturday. Now, let's bear in mind there's a lot more rigid protocol in Canada 
as opposed to, you know, traveling around the United States. But, you know, they're going to fall asleep sooner or later if we keep getting cases like this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. On a uh, personal note, and I know this is not a fantasy football podcast, but insult to injury occurred yesterday for me when Christian McCaffrey got added to the COVID list. Like, already on the IR, done for the season, salt and open wound. Yes, indeed. And let's get away from sports just for a minute because I want to rant. I, I like Briggs' rants. I left work and, you know, I was heading to the studio and to patiently wait for you. So I stopped at one of our favorite convenience stores, you know, the big red one. We know that. Yes. And I wanted to get a cup of their luscious coffee. I'm, I'm partial to the, the French blend grind. Fair. It's, it's dark and smoky and rich. Just like you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I remember... And I mean, I haven't been, in, I haven't really gotten coffee there for a while, but used to go in there and they would have the pot sitting there and you pick the pot up, whatever pot it was and, and fill your whatever size cup that you wanted. Well, then they went to these, you know, those big, tall rectangular boxes, right? You know, it has like that, that black hand plastic handle, kind of like those old picnic, you know, they used to have at family reunions, you, oh, know, yeah, yeah. you know, with that kind of handle to dispense coffee yes yeah, so right. i'm sitting okay well you know they hold more than a pot so i i get it i go in there today and i start walking around and, and number one i can't figure out where the coffee is because it's not where it used to be <laughs> so i'm bumbling around like a fool and, and i finally found the coffee as i see the cup sticking out of the little you know the cup holder containers where you, where you pull them out I said, okay, there's the coffee. So I walk down the aisle, and I'm looking around, and I see two of the box things that I was telling you about, the big tall things with the plastic handles. Right. There's nothing in them at all. No. And it didn't look like <laughs> they'd been used forever. Okay. So I'm looking around, and I'm like, what's going on? Well, then all of a sudden I see three touch screens. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. So I hit the thing, and, of course, the, it lights up and... <laughs> You only have a choice of, like, two coffees. That's it. Only two. Yeah. I think it was two. Well, and, and a decaf. Oh. So well, that, three. that doesn't count as coffee. No, anyway, exactly. So. so I'm sitting here thinking, this is insane. So now I have my cup. It should have been full. I should have been paying for it on my way out. So I hit the button, and now I, I, I'm already mad because there's only two choices of coffee. So I controlled myself because I didn't want to go into a rant in the middle of the store. It wasn't their fault, you know, the customer's fault. So I hit it, and I make my choice. Well, then what size do you want comes up? (laughs) So I'm thinking, okay, it doesn't have small, large, or anything. It has the ounces. So I'm great. So I was looking around on the cup to see what the ounces were. So I figure that one out. Well, then... I, I stick it in there, and then I, I hit the ounce thing, and then it says, you know, brew or freshly brew or something of that nature. I hit it where these two streams start coming down. And, it, and then this picture comes up, and I'm supposed to test my coffee to see if it has the, amount, the proper amount of froth. Oh, you got frothy coffee. No! I got black coffee. 
I don't like froth on my coffee. <laughs> so basically what it is is they got these two dinky little streams that they're pumping air into it apparently to make it bubbly and have like a half inch of foam on it, which just disappeared anyway. And it has no flavor. And, like, why do I want that? I don't. You, you, you just don't like frothy coffee. It's fun to say, frothy coffee. But it's not fun having to go to a touchscreen to get a damn cup of coffee. But it's so frothy, that coffee. I don't want frothy coffee. Well, you know where you should get your coffee next time? Yes, my house. <laughs> I still use a percolator. Oh, you percolate your dead sled, do you? Yes. Nice, nice. I yes. I, I use a French press myself. Well, there you go. E- even better. But, you know, you can't get dead sled where we go, but That's I just true. wanted to grab a quick cup. Understandable. And I didn't want frothy coffee, no matter <laughs> what brand it was. Even dead sled, I don't make frothy coffee with it. Uh, I'm going to have to check our connections there to see if they have any frothy coffee. <laughs> I, I doubt it, but who knows? Who knows? Well... That was my rant for the day. I don't like frothy coffee. And worse than frothy coffee, I don't like touch screens to get my frothy coffee, which I didn't want to start with. So as much as I like technology, why do you need touch screens for just plain old black coffee? Bingo. Just give me give me the pot. I'll pour it in a cup. Exactly. Is this all part of COVID and you're not allowed touching the coffee pot but you can touch a screen after a hundred or a thousand people apparently (laughs) i have no idea fair you know and the the pot's hot so i I would assume that the germs have less chance of living on the pot than on that stupid screen which is all greasy from somebody probably holding a biscuit anyway (laughs) have a biscuit with your frothy coffee (laughs) yes a flaky biscuit and a frothy coffee well if i do say so myself that's some bullshit Yes, indeed. So anyway, yeah, you're just going to have to monitor this COVID stuff. Um, You know, there's, you know, getting around the holidays and obviously the playoffs and so forth. I have a feeling that we're going to feel the impact of this before the season's over. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past Super Bowl implications at this point, the way things are going. As much as I hate to admit it, I, I agree with you. Ha-ha. One for me. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Give yay. yourself a yay. Oh, I can't. There we go. I noticed that uh, Fleeker doesn't have any yays yet today. No. And he will not get any yays today because why? He's not even in studio. Unbelievable. It is. He He's busting on me for my, my soft shoe, and what's he got? Nothing. Nothing. He claims he has to run a clock at a basketball game tonight. It's 2021. You could run a clock from the studio. They have touch screens for frothy coffee. (laughs) Why can't you run a damn clock? Well, I guess in his defense, you actually have to see the game to see what's going on to stop the clock and start it again. So I, I guess we'll have to give him a pass. Live stream it. Live stream the game. Remote clock running. I got it all figured out. Get on that. (laughs) There's an app for that. Okay. Now, what do you think? Not much. I know that. But, I mean, we already just touched on on the COVID and so forth. But I think probably the next biggest story 
coming out to me in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs are starting to feel a little chesty, aren't they? A little bit. A little bit. Um, I I don't know. Do you feel it's warranted? Oh, definitely. I think this team is starting. They got through whatever slump and whatever that, that case may have been, and I I think they find it again. And and it's the defense that basically helped them through that. Um, right. Your typical Kansas City defense that we saw, you know, the first few games of the year, if it hadn't have tightened up, we wouldn't be talking about them so much in the playoff picture, I don't think, quite frankly. Oh, I totally agree. They, where that defense, you know, coming into the season, pretty much everybody had their defense written off and – like you said, that that's the glue that's holding them together and pushing them forward at this point. There's no question. And, you know, they have held, I think, their last three opponents to nine points. I would say that's a good defense. And, Hashtag you know, they held, the Pack- they held the Packers to seven, which, you know, that was a Jordan Love game. So we, we'll kind of throw that one out. But, you know, I think the next week they had 14 against the Raiders, and and it's been nine ever since. And, and I mean, they put a pounding on uh, the Raiders this past week. I believe it was 48 to nine. Yeah. And you know, that's supposed to be a rivalry game. It sure, and, doesn't seem like it. No, it just seemed like a good old fashioned ass whooping out in the shed. Yeah. It, that it reminds me more of those uh, defunct college rivalries that uh, you know the legacy and the heritage and whatnot and year after year for a decade it's 40 something to a single digit yeah there's no doubt about that you know one rivalry that that has not died did you happen to watch any of the army navy game i did not get to watch it live this i and i didn't watch the whole thing i i saw bits and pieces but it was you know, Army Navy is Army Navy, and you know it, it's nice. It, I think the the first time they played was like 1870 or something like that, just crazy stuff. But here comes a team, Army, that was pretty pretty good offense. I mean, they, they were putting up uh, points this year, and here comes a Navy team that had won I think three or four games. Yeah, granted they had, I believe, in fact, the coach said in an interview, the number one rated hardest schedule in in, uh, NCAA football this year. So, you know, give them a little break there with the three or four wins. But Navy shut them down, and I believe it ended up 17-13. Nobody expected that. It was, you know, everybody thought it was going to be the over. Army was going to have a pretty good time with them. But, uh I, that, it's just such a good rivalry. It necessarily doesn't really mean a lot normally. I mean, Army's had some good teams um, recently. Um, Navy's been good at times. But, you know, back in the 30s and the 40s, um, they were actually had national championship implications. And I think, you know, just with the whole war and so forth, I think it had a whole lot of meaning. And it really just made that rivalry almost mystic. And I think that's why they basically play alone, you know, with nobody, no competition for TV. So a couple of quick facts here. 
this was the 122nd meeting. They did not skip during World War II. Well, no. Why would you? Uh, the current win streak is Navy with one. Longest <laughs> win streak streak is Navy with 14. Wow. First meeting, November 29th, 1980. Navy wins 24 nothing. Not 1980. 1890. Oh, Sorry, okay. dyslexia kicked uh, in. Okay, 1890. Okay, I said 70. My bad, but... Yeah, that's uh, that's a long time. Yeah, a couple few, couple few. And you know, obviously they didn't even have an air force back then, so yeah, you know, it it really uh, puts all the other rivalries to shame. So anyway, we kind of t- hit a little bit last week. I kind of want to see what your take is. Did you happen to see the? Uh, Coaching carousel going on with Miami. Vaguely, yes. You know, and, yeah. and, they, and they brought in Cristobal from Oregon, and Diaz was insulted because Miami let him go. Right. And meanwhile, this is the same guy that ditched Miami because he was offered the head coach job at Temple. And then the very same day, the Miami coach, I, I think Rick, I think was his name, retired. So then he turns around and says, whoa, Temple, not so fast. I know you gave me the job, but I don't think I want it now, even though I accepted it. It's a business now. That's all it is. Of course it is. So at this point in time, like nobody has any of the regard or the honor for the schools like they used to. Go cash whatever check's going to, you know, build you your next mansion and it sucks, but it is what it is. It's the NCAA just printing its own money and getting whoever, whenever, so that they can pad their pockets, too. Exactly. Hashtag so. analyst. <laughs> All right, yeah, I mean, going back to the Kansas City thing, yeah, they say it's seven against Green Bay. They held the Raiders to 14, and then they held – Cowboys to nine, Broncos to nine, and the Raiders again to nine. So, I tell you what, that that is the team to beat. I mean, we talked about New England. They they seem like a complete team, best coach team. But you know, you're you're talking Belichick. But you know, the Chiefs still have Andy Reid. They got Patrick Mahomes as opposed to Mac Jones. I I think that defense stays the way it is kansas city is going to be the number one seed before this thing's said and done i think new england has the better defense however offense the weapons in kansas city new england can't compete with that i mean you might have two big tight ends in new england but that doesn't stack up to one travis kelsey (laughs) no you think nope (laughs) You know, we were going to play um, a little bit of uh, fact or fiction, but you know, I think I think we'll put that off, and we're gonna we're gonna play games or play games. We're going to pick games later on in the show. But did you hear about the SpaceX mission? I can't say mission or the flight. I did not. Well, what can you tell me about it? Well, let me just tell you. <laughs> The journey back to Earth from space is never easy. 
But the astronauts aboard the SpaceX capsule coming home Monday will have an extra challenge to deal with. No working toilet. <laughs> the four members on the SpaceX Crew Dragon Endeavor will be wearing diapers as they splash down in order to prevent anything else from splashing, too. Uh, I didn't write that. that I'm just that, telling you. That was witty. That yes. was witty. But they have been at the International Space Station since April and have spent nearly 200 days in space. And... Uh, you know, a lot of things have happened. It's been a very intense mission, they said. Um, over the mission, they conducted a series of spacewalks, installing, installing solar panels to upgrade the station's power grid. And <laughs> this is just what you need when you have no working toilet. They grew the first green chili peppers in space <laughs> and made tacos. You can't make that up. And... Even hosted a private Russian film crew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they brought their own vodka. Here, it's taco night. Wash it down with some <laughs> Russian vodka. But, you know, it's not the first toilet issue, apparently, on, on SpaceX. Oh. Uh, an alarm went off on the all-tourist flight earlier this year, signaling a problem with the onboard waste management system. Well, I tell you, how'd you like to be that? This guy is, uh, you know, they actually have vice president of SpaceX, a Bill Gerstemeyer, actually commenting on the broken toilet. And uh, he said that uh, the spacecraft's urine storage system had become disconnected in flight, allowing pooled urine to enter a fan <laughs> system. <laughs> it didn't cause any major problems on the flight, however. Just just one problem. Yeah, hey, that fan's putting out a nice cooling mist. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Who had asparagus the day before? <laughs> oh, that that is some bull urine. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, I suppose we better take a break here and uh, sell some coffee, and then we'll come back and uh, hit it. I suppose that's the point where I should probably cue up some outro music and then we do Dead Sled Commercial. and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is they are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional they offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed they have done all the work for you having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. do 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 
Yes, the the intro and outro was not nearly as smooth as Dead Slit Coffee. Let me, you just take it to the bank on that. Trust me. And you know what else? You can enjoy your Dead Sled Coffee without a touchscreen. You can. And it, there's no froth on it. It's not frothy coffee. Nope. We're going to check into it, but I don't think they have frothy coffee. Who would want frothy coffee when you're enjoying Dead Sled? I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there that likes frothy coffee. Ajayi. Oh, I bet well, you he does. Maybe. I think he does, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I had their um, Rob Zombie blend recently. Yes. A nice, light, like, it's right around their morning blend. Um, but as with all of them, excellent, hands down. Oh, yeah, it's just wonderful. The Elvira blend is delightful. Chocolatey think, and cherry hint, I mean, it's just wonderful. I think so far my favorite, though, is still Robert England. Uh... Yeah. I got new ones coming out, too, with D. Snyder. Um, what was the other one? They had Dis- uh, Disturbed. Well, that's true, yes. I have not had that. So, yeah, we just have so much so much that we can comment on. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll work on getting uh, some tasters. Do you think that Jonathan Taylor has a realistic shot of actually winning the MVP? He should, but uh, when was the last time it went to a running back? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know that. I'd have to look it up. But I, I was just curious about that. You know, and, you know, we're talking um, Jonathan Taylor. What about Cooper Cup? He's another one that's. 1,489 yards. And that's over 100 yards a game. The last non-quarterback was Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006. Right. And the previous year, Sean Alexander. When was the last time a wide receiver won, if any? Uh, Jerry Rice, maybe somewhere. Terrell, nope, nope, nope. Um, Wide receiver, I'm not seeing one. Lawrence Taylor, linebacker. Wow. That was in 86. Yeah, Super Bowl year. 1982. A kicker got it. 82? A kicker? Yep. Mark Mosley. Mosley? Mosley. Mark Mosley. Redskins. Yep. Excuse me. You, the team. There you go. Well, they were Redskins then, so I can't help that. I see no wide receivers. That's amazing. When you think of the, when you think of the wide receivers, Jerry Rice, you know Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Tim Brown, I, uh, Fred Belitnikov. I mean, you know, somewhere along the line, you would think, but they just don't. Okay, so is Cooper Cup? Let's put it that way. Is he realistically in line to to win the MVP? It, again, he should. He's. If he were, if he weren't on that team, sure, you could fall back um, with uh, Robert Woods. There you go. Thank you. But he's out. He's out. So then you drop down. You go to Beckham. Now, which, which you know, he's got COVID. But <clears throat> yeah, Matt Stafford is thirty-eight hundred ninety-eight passing yards. Cooper Cup is fourteen hundred and eighty-nine receiving yards. I'm not good at math, but that's a pretty good percentage. Yeah, you're pushing 
what, it's 35, 38% of his passing yards. And I think that, you know, I don't know who all votes for that, but you tell me how, I mean, I, I get that the quarterback is the most important position on an offense. I, I, I get that. But when you have somebody that dynamic, I mean, I, I can't believe, that, let's say, like you said, a, a, a Randy Moss hasn't won or, or Jerry Rice, some, some of that effect. You know, since 2006, it's been all quarterbacks. Sorry, 2012, Adrian Peterson. Okay. But out of the last um, 20 years, uh, I lost track now. I think it's like 10, no, 8 or running backs. 8 running backs and 12 quarterbacks. Yep. No wide receivers. And it hasn't been a defensive player since LT back in 86, which is, what, 35 years. Yep, you got it. Okay. And zero. Wait, there's a kicker that won the MVP and not a wide receiver. That's crazy. A kicker. I mean, 82. That, yeah, I mean, I remember... But, I, man, I'll tell you what. How many points did he have? 300? Working on it. All right. I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just a shame to me that, uh, you know, that, that I don't think, quite frankly, that it's, it's fair voting because is Matt Stafford actually more valuable than Rams and Cooper Cup? Probably. I, I don't know. I mean – you take Cooper Cup away, is Matt Stafford having the year that he's having? I I don't think so. I th- Honestly, I think they both hinge on each other, but Cooper Cup is more of an important piece of that because you look, Jared Goff had good years with Cooper Cup. So. Yeah. I, you look at some of the years like Marvin Harrison had with, with Peyton Manning and – you know, I mean, you look at Peyton Manning, I, I get him, you know, just phenomenal Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. But he also had Marvin Harrison. He had Reggie Wayne, you know. Um, no slouches in their own right. I don't know. I, I just think that's sort of uh, um, somewhere along the line, there's got to be something for, for wide receivers. I mean, come on. So, yeah, I agree. Something odd about Mosley, he only played in nine games a season that he won the MVP. He had a 95.2% field goal percentage. Pretty Uh, good. I'll give him that. His longest field goal was 48 yards. Like, he made 20 field goals that season. So, going back... Mark Mosley, I believe, was like the last of the straight-on kickers. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. But I don't know why he get MVP just because he kicked that way. Who cares? He had 35% of the votes um, over Dan Fouts at 33%. Okay, well, what, give me some stats from Fouts. All right, he, had, he also played in nine games. 
He had 200. Was that, a, that was a strike year. That's why. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 82 was a strike year. He had 204 completions for 2,883 yards, 17 TDs, 11 interceptions, nine rushing attempts for eight yards, and one rushing touchdown. Who was, who else was voted for? Marcus Allen got 6% of the votes. How about stats for those nine games? He had uh, one passing attempt, or sorry, one completion, four attempts for 47 yards. Not bad for a running back. Whatever. What do you run for? <laughs> 160 attempts for 697 yards and 11 touchdowns. Joe Theismann was, let's see, 2,000 yards, 13 TDs. And then Danny White. Disco Danny. Was the number five with 2% of the votes. Or, sorry, two votes, 2.4%. Uh, 2,079 yards and 16 touchdowns. How many picks? He had 12 interceptions. <laughs> wow. That was a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe old Mark did deserve yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if those are your top four yeah, or five, whatever it was, wow. Huh. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, learn something new every year. Yeah. Every day we learn something. The day's not wasted. Do you know? Oh, who... Wait, it's supposed to be day. All these years, I've been trying to learn something new every year. <sighs> well, my God, it's three hundred sixty-five days. Hopefully, you learn something. That sounds exhausting. Gee, have you learned something every day? Prove yourself. See, we yeah, don't pass. you feel better? We learned something today. Yeah, for the year, I'm good. I no. wait. I wait till the end of the year. I learn one thing. I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> Who's leading the NFL in passing yards as we speak? Carson Wentz. No. I called it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the well, you're way wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Is it Air Bear? Why don't you just give me names? I don't know who the hell Air Bear is. Herbert. Oh, no. Hmm. He is actually fourth. Um, let's see. It's not, is it Stafford? He is third. You're um, getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Boy, who could have Aaron Rodgers? No. I went the other way, huh? Yes. Oh, man. Jimmy Gerlop. Ger- oh, come on. <laughs> Mac Jones. He had 19 <laughs> yards. <laughs> Tom Brady, you boob. Who's that guy? I don't know. 4,134 yards through 14 games. Derek Carr is next at 39-26. Matt Stafford, 38-98. Herbert, 38-22. And Mahomes, 36-42. I did not expect Carr. Rounds out your top five. Did not expect Carr. They've they've been putting up uh, some yards early on. They're not so much. They've been sputtering quite a bit as of late. But, um, you know, it, it, it just to kind of reiterate that it is, you know, a passing league. You know, we already know Cooper Cup is, is leading receivers. Um, he's got 1,489 yards. Justin Jefferson is next, 1,288. Devontae Adams, 1,204. Um, there are 
precisely. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players over a thousand yards receiving already. And there's another gang of them behind them already over 900 yards. So, I mean, it, it's no doubt that, that it is a, a passing league. And some of those stats that we were looking at in that strike year certainly don't reflect, you know, really the years that they were having because everything's so different. But, you know, the, the rushing yards, there's only two players right now over 1,000 yards. Do you know who they are? I don't, but before you get off wide receivers. I already was. Go ahead. Does somebody get 2,000 yards receiving this year? Um, With the extra game. There's three more games? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup's at 14. What is that? 1489. Um, And we have, what, three games left, correct? Yes. Okay, so he needs 500 and roughly 510 yards, 511 yards, four, three games. Four games. Week 15, 16. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. four games? Yeah, I, I'll I'll go out on a limb and say that Cooper Cup does. That would still that would still be boy, it's still over 100 yards a game though. I mean, it's, he's just got to have monster games. I'm um, not saying he won't or can't. Obviously, we've seen them. I mean, he, what, 13 catches the other night against the Cardinals, no less. And, um, yeah, no more than one, obviously. I mean, you know, Jefferson's too far away. Adams way too far away. But Cup has a legitimate shot. He's going to have to have a, a heck of a, a run with those four games. But he's going to have to average probably, ooh, Probably about 100, 125 to 130 yards a game. That's a lot. I think it's doable, though. It is doable with that offense. And they're, they're starting to play well, right. too, hopefully. Well, at least they had that one game anyway. They've got to start stringing stuff together. Right now, he's averaging 114.5. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to make it. He's going to be really close, but I don't think he's going to make it. What say you? Yes or no? I want to see him do it. I I really do, even though I'm a huge Megatron fan. Sorry, Calvin Johnson. Um, But I think it would be awesome to see that happen. I mean, you get to see it twice in a lifetime. Well, actually, I guess four times. Because, what, Julio's number three three on the list then rice or what are you talking about career yard season, season yards season yards yeah don't have it in front of me you're supposed to you're the producer you're supposed to throw that stuff up on the screen for us oh sorry oh bummer <laughs> <laughs> okay what do you say we take a break we'll pick some games and um finish this disaster up Sounds good. I will uh, cue in music for the commercial. Let's do the commercial. I can't do both, so we'll just go to... uh... We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. 
With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. Do, 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 do. Perfect. Nailed it. Championship. <laughs> well, let's pick some games here. Okay. Since you're going to sit there and just stare into a corner like a dog. I don't know what, you know, I'm waiting on, yeah, that's all I can do. Wake you up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? So Ew. let's read. <laughs> let's read the, read the games and let's get rolling. All right. So uh, we will go Thursday at 821, the Chiefs at L.A. Chiefs are giving three. This is a very big game. Number one for the Chargers and for the Chiefs. I mean, they can put some breathing room between them or, you know, Chargers can really start breathing down their necks. I like the Chiefs. Yeah, we talked about them. I think they're really starting to roll. I'm going to take the the Chiefs, and, and I think they cover. I think I'm going to go 27-21. I'll take the Chiefs as well, uh, but I think it's going to be closer – and I'm going to go 21-17. Oh, okay. Next up, we on Saturday at 4.31 p.m. Why do we need the time? I don't care. <laughs> Our listeners do. Raiders at Cleveland. Cleveland is giving three. Well, as that stands, I don't know if that line's going to stand. Everybody on Cleveland has covid I, th- I think um, I think the Raiders snap out of it a little bit. I'm going the Raiders in an upset, 24-23 win and cover. I am going the Browns, and I am going to go a very low scoring game, ten to six. <laughs> okay. Next up, at 8:21 p.m. on Saturday. New England Patriots at the Indy Colts. Wow. Big game. And the line? Patriots are getting two and a half. Boy, I'll tell you what. I've got to go New England. They're getting points. I'm taking New England. I think they win a squeaker. I'm going New England... 28 and the Colts 27. Ooh, that is a squeaker. I am going New England and I am going 35 to 24. Wow. You don't even think this is going to be close. Nope. With your boy Carson Wentz, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know, right? This this is this is the game where Carson realizes 
what he has to do to rise up from the ashes to go on to be the underdog MVP and Super Bowl champion. And he won't, and there you have it. That says you. All right, Sunday at 1 p.m., 101 p.m., actually. For God's sake. The Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles are given five. Ooh. I don't trust Philadelphia. So I'm going to say Philadelphia wins the game, but the Washington football team covers. I'm going 21-18, Philly. I am going Washington football team, and it is going to be a 24-10 to 10 game. Wow. You don't trust Philadelphia either. <laughs> I do not. Next up, we have a very interesting game, Panthers at Buffalo. I don't think this is interesting at all. What is the line? Well, first off, it's Sunday at 1.01 p.m., and Carolina is getting 10.5 points. Give me Buffalo 31, Carolina 14. Buffalo win and cover. Uh, I'm definitely on Buffalo. And Carolina not covering. It's going to be 27 to 14. I think that's fair. Yeah, we'll call it 27-14. Next up, the Jets at Miami. And that is eight and a half points to the Jets, and that is occurring at 101 p.m. You know, the the, the Jets stink. Uh, Miami's really on a roll here. Down in Miami. Um, and it's what'd you say it was? Nine? Eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. Miami thirty. Jets, 13. Winning cover. I'm going to go the Jets. And it is going to be, as you call it, a squeaker. 20 to 17. Is that not squeaky enough? (laughs) All right, let's roll. (laughs) Cowboys at Giants. Cowboys um, giving ten and a half. Oh boy, that's a lot. I you know I know the Giants stink, but it is a division game. They're up in New York. Ten and a half points. Correct. I am going get with this one. Cowboys twenty seven. The New York Football Giants seventeen. Giants cover. Oh, that's a sneaky one. Uh, you're being generous. I'm going 30 to 6, Dallas. Okay. Although I'm having a hard time believing that the Giants are going to kick two field goals in December, but I'm still rolling with it. 30 to 6. All right, local game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee is giving 1.5. Tennessee starting to right the ship with that big win over Jacksonville. Pittsburgh down again as they lose to Minnesota. 
which version of which team are we going to see? I mean, it's it's Jekyll and Hyde in both of them. Um, I, you know, Derek Henry is going to come back sooner or later. Hopefully, not for in Pittsburgh. I am going. I boy, I just don't trust Pittsburgh. I just don't trust Tennessee. I am going Pittsburgh twenty six, Tennessee twenty five. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so I'm going to go off of what you said. And being from the Pittsburgh area, this is a game that the Steelers are probably written off. Therefore, they should lose. No chance of them winning. But for whatever reason, they're going to win. And it's going to be... twenty one. 20, Pittsburgh. You went through all that, and you had the same spread as I did, one point. Yep, yep, totally stole that one from you. All right, next up, the barn burner of the week. Houston at Jacksonville. Houston getting three and a half. Wow. (laughs) Who would have thought Jacksonville would be a favorite? Um so basically, they're saying Jacksonville is a half point favorite. You know, being home is basically your three points. So I don't know. I don't like either one of these teams. I, I think Jacksonville is just a mess. I'm going Houston. 19, Jacksonville 16. You stole my thunder on this one. I'm going Houston. However, I am going 38 to negative (laughs) 6. Fair. Ajayi. Next up, Arizona at Detroit. Oh. Arizona is a little angry, and Detroit likes to bite kneecaps. Arizona is giving 13 and a half, by the way. Yes. They're in Detroit. Ah, boy, I tell you what, I, Arizona, they're, they're going to clinch. Um, Arizona, 37. Detroit, 23. Wow. Wow. All right, I am going to take Pittsburgh West, but they are not going to cover, and it's going to be 24 to 17. You are fake news. On which part? Both. Pittsburgh West. All right. Atlanta at San Francisco. Uh, Atlanta is getting eight and a half. Hmm. At San Francisco, I like San Francisco. They're starting to play much better. Atlanta, I don't trust. I'm going at San Francisco 30 Atlanta 23. Atlanta covers somehow. <laughs> we might have to have an off-air wager on that one. Um, I as well am doing San Francisco, and it is going to be a boat race at 28 to 0. Wow. That's right. Shut out. Okay. Cincinnati at Denver. Cincinnati getting one and a half points. Hmm. I think Cincinnati's the better team, 
and they're getting points. But playing in Denver, that's that helps. Um, you know, I, I like I like Cincinnati. Denver's right in the playoff hunt, but you know, it seems like when they play a quality team, they just don't seem to have the talent or the depth to hang with them the whole time. But I think it's going to be very close. I'm going Cincinnati 29, Denver 27. All right. I am going Denver 24-21. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me, but uh, who knows. And Denver's going to get all 24 points in the first quarter. Just kidding on that one. Uh, Green Bay at Baltimore. Green Bay giving four and a half. Apparently, Lamar's going to play, but I'm not sure how hampered or not hampered he's going to be with that ankle sprain. I, I, I guess it's not a high ankle sprain, but it, look, that's still his game. And whether he likes to – to admit it or not, teams are starting to figure this cat out. Hey, you saw the four picks about three weeks ago. Uh, you know, Cleveland just harassed him. Pittsburgh harassed him. Um, and it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 27, Baltimore, 16. You have got to be kidding me. I did Green Bay 24, Baltimore 16. So between us, it comes down to a field goal. Next up, Seattle at L.A. Seattle getting four. Not enough. I think L.A.'s going to roll in this one. Seattle, uh, they just, yeah, it's just not the Seattle that we're used to seeing. L.A. 28, Seattle 17. All right. We're flipping here. I'm going Seattle. In an upset in L.A. Yep. 24-14. It sounded like a ghost. Was there a ghost in here? Oh, no. All right. We have New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans is getting 10.5. Oh... I don't like double digits, especially in division rivalry games. I know the Saints aren't the Saints that they were. But I'm going Tampa Bay going to win, obviously, 27. New Orleans, 21. I'll say New Orleans covers. All right. New Orleans for me. And it's going to be that weird game, 10-7. Last. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> the Monday Night Barn Burner. Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota giving four. And I think that that's right around where we're going to be. Um, I'm going, I'm just going to go, boy, I don't like this, but I'm going 27-22 Minnesota. So I'll give them a win and a cover, but I'll tell you what, wouldn't surprise me what's going on 
you know, Chicago should get blowed out with the talent. Minnesota has an offense, but Minnesota's defense stinks. Minnesota, 25, Chicago, 8. I don't know. They get a two-point conversion. They get a couple safeties. What are they doing here? Four safeties. <laughs> Something different. Something different. Just throwing it out there. All right. Let's get out of here. Where are we going? Dreamland. I like it. Well, thanks for joining us. We were kind of, uh, I tell you what, we, we're going to get our feet back in ground sooner or later. But, of course, uh, you know, maybe Flieger can quit running clocks. Finkelstein can quit watching babies. And wait till, let's see, next week is the Christmas extravaganza. That's a big one. And I have a rather lengthy story as to why we were kind of off the air for quite a while. But it is full of events that have happened in the last couple of months. At least two months. And it wasn't fun. Not really, right? No. Some of it. Not all of it. (laughs) But anyway, thanks. Join us next week for this Christmas extravaganza. We will have all three of us here. We will have alcohol, hopefully food. If not... We will be stupid. <laughs> Actually, I think we will be stupid. Yeah. There may be alcohol. There may be food. When, boy, when are you going to get your act together? Never. Nope. Uh, never. All right, thanks. Let's get out of here. Hasta luego.